Yes, hello, and welcome to 2002, a film odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Andrew. I'm Dan. And there's Dan, and we are back, and we are continuing our quest, as always, to work our way through the entire theatrical movie release calendar of the year 2002 in chronological order and have a conversation about every movie that was released that year right dan that's correct andrew that's that's what we do here uh what if i what if i just started what if that was that was our our new rapport just like saying our names all the time 40 episodes in and i'm just like that's right andrew (laughs) sportscaster uh back to you andrew (laughs) thanks dad uh that sounds like thanks dad from liar liar yeah great gift dad hey great gift dad (laughs) thanks son well uh so on this episode we are um starting a new day on the release calendar we just wrapped up with march 22nd 2002 and we're now moving on to uh march 29th the 2002 the final few which is very exciting because it's the very last release day we are almost done with march madness yeah last. we've been doing march for a very long time it's been a while uh so and we're almost mortal done. words of aaron lewis from stained <laughs> yes it's been a while that's right uh so we're down to the final five films of march yeah yeah how you, does it feel pretty good you look surprised a little bit when i said there were five left I, I feel I like you thought there thought were there were like three. <laughs> yeah, we got we got five. Uh, one of which we're recording right now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Clock stoppers. That's today's film du jour. Just, I guess I I guess I should have built that up a little <laughs> bit more. You just, yeah, said, I just like, came right out. And oh yeah, clock stoppers. Uh, well, what are the other what are the other four before we carry on? Uh, yeah. So when we do a particular release day, we do it in alphabetical order. So we. We'll be starting with Clockstoppers, followed by Death to Smoochie. Oh, sure. Yeah. Followed by Panic Room. Then The Rookie. And then we have The Piano Teacher. Oh, The Piano Teacher. Yeah. And then The Rookie. And then we are completely done with the month. And mm-hmm. we can check March off the off the list. Right. But, uh, yeah, as you just uh, mumbled before, we're going to be talking about... Mumble? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't like... <laughs> Sorry, not mumble. I would... Take umbrage with the fact that you said I mumbled it and like over here like mutter muttering you uh, yeah all right as you said it before clock stoppers is the movie we're gonna be talking about we're stopping clocks yeah we're gonna freeze the future yes yeah that's and right we're going back to March 29th 2002 when a little movie called Clock Stoppers came out and uh, to help us talk about that movie we've got a very special guest here. Lone Fam is here. Yay. Yeah, there's Lone. There's Lone. Uh, Lone, you requested this episode a while ago. A I long did. time ago, yeah. Yes. I wanted to make sure I would get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we have anybody else? Uh, no. Lobby for <laughs> no, you kind of claimed it, but yeah. maybe everyone just kind of knew. Hey, hands off, clock stoppers. That one's spoken yes. for. Uh. So. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply that you muttered the title earlier. 
Yeah. You just, muttered. I didn't mutter. I didn't mumble. mumble. I spoke clearly. Yeah. I enunciated. You enunciated, yes. I but... just didn't say it with the verve and enthusiasm that you wanted me to. <laughs> which is not even, like, this movie was fine. I, I didn't even have, like, a bad, <laughs> bad time watching this movie. Uh, yes, that's true. I, di- I didn't either. Nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's the movie we're going to be talking about on this episode. Uh, I was going to say it's a time travel movie, but it's not quite a time travel. In a, in a manner of sorts, oh, yes. it is. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a time pausing sure. movie. Yeah. yeah. Really uh, making use of that post-Matrix mm-hmm. yes. bullet time sort of yeah. special effect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was like seven days after my 10th birthday. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. For- formidable uh formidable time yes. for this movie to come out yeah uh i i didn't see it back then i saw it for the first time really? uh like a couple days ago same yeah. oh, really? same i also yeah. had never seen this oh, so yeah uh, dan and i saw it for the first time in our 30s which is funny mid, yeah. mid 30s <laughs> yeah like, mid latish 30s mid to late 30s yeah. well we're both well, 36 speak now. for yourself old man <laughs> <laughs> well right now we're both the same age that's true both 36. For, for like another month <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, crazy. I, I am, it is a little surprising that it's not a movie that ever crossed my radar because yeah. I'm a, I'm a Star Trek Next Generation fan mm-hmm. and Jonathan Frakes, who played uh, Riker on Star Trek Next Generation and directed a lot of, uh, the movies. I think he directed pretty much all of the Next Generation movies, mm-hmm. uh, directed this movie and it was like oh, his wow. first non Star Trek thing. So it feels like something I would have yeah. seen for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but never got around to it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I did. I didn't know that he directed the movie until like we started doing this podcast mm-hmm. and I looked at information about, you know, all the movies that we were covering. So I didn't know this was a Jonathan Frakes film until semi recently. I, I thought about doing a letterbox list for, like for Frakes. <laughs> Uh, but it would have just been like three Star Trek movies in this, <laughs> so I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've not seen Thunderbirds uh, 2004. I didn't know he directed that either. Yeah. I guess that makes sense yeah. having seen Clockstoppers. Right, um, although that movie looks a lot worse than this. Right, with Ben Kingsley. Yep. Uh, I just want to set the, the scene a little bit uh, of what's happening in here. Dan just took a sip of some Capri Sun. Right. Now, this makes it sound like I like brought my own Capri Sun. <laughs> like, this is just my beverage of choice. Yeah. But that's what that's what you had. And and this was this was your request, Sloan? Yes, it was my request. Okay. <laughs> and you always has Capri Sun for me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do sometimes have Capri Sun here. Um, now, do you have Capri Sun for you normally? Is that why you would normally have it? Or is this a <laughs> thing? Uh, or, uh, you yeah. Can bleep, you can bleep that if you want. <laughs> yeah, my son, whose name I usually bleep on this show, mm-hmm. yes, uh, does like Capri Sun. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I feel like when we used to do uh, movie nights here mm-hmm. back in the day, like years ago, we would always have Capri Sun yeah. here. Yeah, uh, I would always get <laughs> yes yeah isaiah who was also on this show before yeah. talking about ice age yeah which is another movie where you, i could i could envision someone sipping on a capri sun yeah. while watching ice age but yeah the capri sun thing i think works because you know that was a drink that we had when we were kids a lot mm-hmm. and this is a kids movie yeah 
Uh, Do you guys remember Mondo? Yeah, but I never was, had it. But I remember and, it. And then there was also the Kool-Aid ones. ones. Yeah. Where, yeah, they come in the plastic bottle where you have to yeah, twist I off the top. Those. Yeah. Uh, I always think of Mondo as a hyper-specific like time period drink. Mm-hmm. That was just... I don't know. Mondo might have been the cheaper version uh-huh. of the Kool Aid yeah. ones. What would you? What year would you say that would have been yeah, for us? Probably like, like ninety-five. Okay, 96. I was gonna say like seven. Yeah, yeah, I mean around there. Yeah. Was it like the powder stuff that you make? Some no, no, they were the they were they were those like sugary fruit drinks like in the clear plastic oh. bottles, uh, with the little like little twist twisties. twist off at the top. Yeah, um, and I I. I bet Mondo was like the, the like cheaper version. I think so. I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't know which one was the like bougier one. <laughs> my guess. My guess is probably Mondo because nobody remembers it really. Yeah. I mean, I remember kids had it. I just never, never got it. Maybe it wasn't the cheap one. Maybe it was the expensive one. Mondo was like the, uh, the bougie one. Yeah. Mondo drink nineties. Well. Mondo squeezers. Yeah, I do remember those. That sounds dirty. <laughs> Mondo squeezers. Got the Mondo squeezers, dude. <laughs> this is like a a moron. Oh, uh. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so Clock Stoppers is the movie we're gonna be Sorry. talking about. Yeah. Uh. Wait. Hold on. Okay. All right. So sorry to go. Yeah. There's Kool Aid bursts. Uh, which this resembled, according to the Wikipedia. And then there was also Squeeze It. I just saw that. And it was Squeeze It was owned by Betty Crocker. Betty Wait. Crocker Squeeze It. Wait a second. Did you say Squeeze It's like it was obscure? Because I know Squeeze It's No, well. I mean, I remember Squeeze It's also, uh-huh. but I didn't really remember... I mean, I, I know when I saw it, I was like, oh, right, Squeeze I It. I actually yeah, but, don't remember that, Owen. But I was more so... Uh, remarking on the fact that betty crocker was the mm. the uh, proprietor behind <laughs> squeeze it which i did not know man we should have got some squeeze it's for yes. good episode luck. go on ebay and buy them for like <laughs> hundreds of dollars and they're like from 20 years ago would you drink a squeeze it no. from uh, no. 1998 no hmm. i'm not one of those like youtube you've seen the like youtube guys that eat like civil mm-hmm. war rations and stuff <laughs> like that right? don't actually oh, gosh <laughs> But I believe they exist. Yeah, those guys exist. I listen. We could do a whole podcast about that. Yeah. And if you got time, I got the I got the info. Yeah. <laughs> about food stuff that you watch on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we should do a whole episode about that. And get like no listeners. <laughs> uh, well, before we go on too many other tangents, uh, yes, Clock Stoppers yes. is the movie we're going to be talking about, directed by. Jonathan Frakes, starring Jesse Bradford. Uh, it's about a watch that can uh, pause pause time, ostensibly. <laughs> yeah, I did see this uh, in theaters. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Opening day, or I want to say yes, just because that was a common thing for me to do at the time, and I always, I almost always chose the family movies that we would watch. So I uh-huh. definitely requested this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say it was opening weekend, most likely. I was just going to say, I think it was the only kids movie that came out that weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, I doubt you're 
asking your parents to go see the piano teacher <laughs> so i don't even remember what that is <laughs> and, oh. no, no that's I, I didn't know what the piano teacher was if, then so yeah if you I, see the poster or the cover it's a very mature looking <laughs> film very it's like mature a, it's it's mature yeah. it's for sure uh yeah this one was geared towards me yes uh yeah i feel like even though it's about like teenagers mm-hmm. it was definitely geared towards like eight to ten year olds yeah yes yes that's yeah. true because yeah. there's there's a moment early in the film like where french stewart like in hyper time writes like uh like dirt bag or something like that and michael bean reacts like he's like oh real nice or whatever like he called him something way worse than yeah. dirt bag yeah um but there is a joke later in the film where i'm like they would never put that in a kid's movie as is yeah and it's when he sees uh what's her name the female lead i don't mm-hmm. remember for the first yeah. time he's got like a paintball gun uh-huh. and he like yeah. shoots the paintball gun and it's very clearly supposed to be like a, yeah. a premature uh... yeah it's definitely that i <laughs> i paused the, the movie and i asked my girlfriend yeah. i was like was that what i thought that, <laughs> that joke was too, because she watched sure. this with yeah. me yeah nowadays i feel like that would bump it up to a pg-13 it just wouldn't even be in the movie probably, probably yeah if it was meant for kids <laughs> but, uh, yeah but obviously as a kid that would definitely just yeah but when i mean we... yeah it would yeah i mean i saw american pie and didn't get half the jokes in the movie in 2001 so i did yeah. too because i feel like back then in 2002 if a kid watched that movie or watched clock stoppers and that gag happened and then he like turned to his dad and was like what does that mean and he explained it it would just be like yeah it was a ejaculation joke <laughs> and it was no big deal back then yeah but now i think it's not not appropriate because we went woke yeah we went woke we went broke <laughs> you know that's my other uh, yeah that's my other guy in in doing this podcast and looking at all the the stuff that you know passed back then mm-hmm. for comedy and was acceptable i think i'm i think i'm all right with times changing <laughs> yeah a lot of it didn't age very well from we, what you guys have seen oh yeah all, yeah. all the comedies we've done have been awful yeah, for the most part a lot of the part. comedies yeah. have been rough yeah yeah like the one we just our last episode was sorority boys oh my god and that movie yeah. is yeah i mean that movie has like that movie uses like date rape as like a joke. Like, oh damn! Yeah, it's pretty bad. And, uh, slackers, slackers is I would say even worse than Sorority Boys. In that <laughs> I respect. would definitely say it's worse yeah. than Sorority Boys. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen either of those for like years, mm. <laughs> so I do not remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Clock Stoppers. So yeah, we'll we'll get into the movie. We'll talk about the plot, the cast, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think we even said what we would do. Uh, we would talk about what we do if we had uh, hyper time capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, we could relax a little bit. Mm. We could chill out. <laughs> uh, Lone, nice. you are familiar with our mm-hmm. chill out session. Our famous. Yeah. Chill out What's the chill out session? 
that's just where we talk about like random things oh, that like we've, things we've seen. recently yeah. seen. I don't know if you have anything that you've recently seen that you want to bring up. You know, Dan and I could could definitely go first. The only thing that I would bring up is I saw the Halloween for the first time ever. The original <laughs> one? Yeah. The, okay. The 80s one is that the original one? Uh. The, from 1978. Oh, is it 78? I thought mm-hmm. it was an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I ever watched it. I watched it recently with Jake, and neither one of us had ever seen it fully. Oh, wow. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Great movie, yeah. 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 Uh, I've, I've never seen it. Oh, Wait, really? what? The Howling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought you You're said thinking... Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. That's... <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, I just misheard you. Okay, yeah, good. that is an 80s movie. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. All good. Yes, uh, I have seen Halloween. I've never mm-hmm. seen the That's Halloween. why I was like, what, Andrew, you're full of shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I love Joe Dante Halloween. film. Yes, I, I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never oh, seen wow. that either. Really? Mm-mm. I remember I had seen parts of it on TV before, and then for some reason, I just couldn't track it down anywhere. And I didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> so right. I was just like, I'm never going to see it. And then I bought a copy from the store. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to watch it. And I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Because uh, that's good podcasting. Just everybody being confused. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should see that at some point. Because there, there's two of them, correct? I thought there was three. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. There might be three. There are a lot more than that. There are oh, really? uh, seven Howlings. Wow. Seven? When was yeah. the last one? Uh, actually, there's eight. There's the Howling Reborn from 2011. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right, so they made it to the, uh, the 2010s. Okay, now I feel like I should watch the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Just looking at some of these. Was or there... at least the first few. Yeah. Was there one that came out in 2002? Did, did one get a direct uh, video? No. 1995 and then 2011 was like maybe like a reboot or oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Eighth film and reboot of the Howling film That's wild that it got to eight. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've recently seen or is that pretty much, that's about I've it? I've just been watching a lot of spooky movies. Yeah. I've just been repeating a lot of stuff like Return of the Living Dead was really fun. Yeah. Just stuff like that and The Craft watch practical mm-hmm. magic for the first time in like ages because i don't think i understood that one when i was younger <laughs> yeah, movie i saw when i was like, like 10 kid. or whatever yeah, and and I, was like, Why i did I see didn't that? really get it at the yeah. time so it was interesting to revisit that one i think i thought it'd be funny like hocus yeah, pocus I it was, was to me like that too. i thought the same thing and it totally wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah had like an abusive partner in there and all of that and i was just like oh it's pretty dark yeah it is a little dark i yeah. saw that with my grandma in theaters oh really yeah it's... oh my god in theaters uh i think she you know saw that nicole kidman was in it and was yeah, just yeah. like oh this will be a good good movie and i think she liked it and i think i thought i liked it at the time but <laughs> i don't you know there were a lot of movies like that in the night like the mid to late yeah. 90s when, when we yeah. saw them or i'm like uh yeah, yeah it's my favorite movie nine months it. with hugh grant and like, what the <laughs> fuck did i like that movie <laughs> yeah like, uh, i didn't even understand anything in it and one of those movies turned out to be basically my favorite movie ever which is boogie nights a movie <laughs> that i mostly didn't get yeah. Uh, yeah but you know saw it many times since yeah uh but yeah practical magic yeah 
Uh, have you? So you've been watching a lot of spooky I have. stuff. I also had rewatched a different werewolf movie, and it was a werewolf in Paris. Mm-hmm. And when I was little, I thought that I liked it a lot, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, the main guy is so annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's with Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott from, I think so. from the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. just like, wow, this is way more annoying than I remembered. Uh, it's the sequel. It's to still American kind of fun. Yeah. Money, yeah. Right? yeah. Like sequel of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Sequel. I guess nowadays they would call it a uh, a requel. A, re- a requel. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like a, it's like a reboot, but yeah. kind of a sequel. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I never saw that. The, really? I've seen an American Werewolf in London, yeah, yeah. but not Paris. But I remember seeing the trailer for that a lot when I was a kid. It was just in one of theaters. those things that I definitely saw on TV yeah. as a kid. You know, Saturday afternoon yeah. or something, and I, I liked it when I was a kid. <laughs> I rewatched yeah. it, and I was like, I don't know about that. One. <laughs> who who directed that movie, An American Were- Werewolf in Paris? Uh, I don't know. Julie Delpy's in it, right? Yeah, she's the werewolf, right? Is she? Yeah. Um, Anthony Waller. Is that so. the guy that did uh, Mute Witness? Yep. Uh, that is a movie, if you guys have never seen it, should <laughs> definitely see. What's that? Uh, it's like, it's a thriller from the, I want to say like 95 or 96? 95. 95. Uh, about a mute woman who is working on a, like a film set in mm-hmm. Europe and uh, like, leaves the set and then returns the set later on to i think retrieve something she left there and then like witnesses uh like a snuff film being filmed there Mm -hmm. uh and she kind of has to like escape very quietly from you know the the murders um really good just like suspenseful film pretty great like first like 40 minutes um recommended that's all i've been watching what have you guys been watching uh same here a lot of spooky stuff uh i guess we should say that we are recording this on october 11th Mm -hmm. 2023 uh but the episode might come out like november Mm -hmm. so the turnaround time is a little it sometimes takes us a while to Mm -hmm. get the episodes Mm -hmm. out but uh yeah, you might be hearing this in November and be like, why are they talking about horror films? I think most people will figure it out. <laughs> I mean, they'll figure it out, but they'll be like, well, I don't want to watch. What? Well, why are they watching that? <laughs> <laughs> it's November 8th. <laughs> be like, I want to watch November stuff. <laughs> We're watching like <laughs> Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, and Thanksgiving that's it. movies. Yeah. It's still like fall. prisoners. Yeah. Prisoner, <laughs> home for the holidays yeah and that's it that was the first thanksgiving movie i could think of yeah i think of home for the holidays cool holly hunter yeah movie. well what have you been watching uh well like alone i've been watching a lot of horror stuff and uh two movies that i wanted to bring up that i've watched recently were two uh fitness themed uh 80s horror movies that i watched like over the last like couple weeks like two or three weeks uh one of which is called uh killer workout 
from 1987. And the other one is called Death Spa from 88. Uh, Killer Workout is also known as uh, Aerobicide. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Aerobicide. Yeah. And it's basically about a... It's a slasher about a killer who targets members of a gym and kills them using a giant safety pin. A giant safety pin? Yeah. Like he stabs them with it? Exactly. Just stabs them with a big safety pin. Oh, my God. I don't really know why it's a big safety pin. I don't think that was ever explained, but... Uh, it's directed by uh, David A. Pryor, who Dan will know because he directed uh, Deadly Prey. Mm. Great, great film. Which is a really solid... Uh, <laughs> Deadly Prey is one of the most fun movies that has ever yeah. been made. It's a, like 80s Rambo knockoff meets like uh, uh, Most Dangerous Game kind of thing. Um, I feel like maybe we all... Maybe we watched it for a movie night or almost watched it alone. I think it was in the stack at some it's point. probably in the stack. I don't yeah. remember watching it. This would have been a long long. time ago. Yeah. But anyhow, the guy who made that made this movie, Killer Workout. Uh, how it's big like, was the safety pin? How big was the safety pin? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was like maybe the size of a football. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not really sure why safety pin was. Where do you even get a safety pin <laughs> exactly. that big? <laughs> Do you have the custom made? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if you're if you're like a you're killer, killer yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got to have, you know, they all have to have their own unique <laughs> right signature. Mm-hmm. Don't know why the safety pin thing didn't take off and get used in other movies. Yeah. I mean, it could still happen. Yeah. Like a big baby or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just pulls it off his diaper. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife hates adult babies. Well, who likes them? I mean, nobody does, but I think she's especially, like, creeped out by them. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, so this isn't going to make me look good. But I've, I've, you, you know, I'm, I'm prone to rabbit holes on the internet, finding freaks online. Okay. Uh, and I've found some, like, adult diaper guys mm. online. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But it's a dark corner of the internet. <laughs> I would imagine. There it is. Of those. It is your yeah. wife's uh, biggest nightmare. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you should. Uh, I was going to say, I've, send seen, me the, I've seen some things. You've seen some stuff. I've I was going to say, send me the link, but uh, don't, no, don't not recently. It's, I, it, this was like a COVID thing, you know, like, mm. you know, lockdown. And I'm like, well, I need to that find I need sense. to find some freaks that make me feel better about myself a little bit, you know, <laughs> boost right. my like, self esteem. Well, yeah, right, exactly. Not at that point. Yeah, yet? yet? Yeah. You think I'm getting there? To the adult baby phase? No, I'm not getting there, my friend. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, well, where was I with the the movie? We were talking about big the safety, safety pins. Pin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, pre- fairly entertaining there was some fun stuff there uh, kind of repetitive because it's basically just a series of like kill scenes that are immediately followed by like ex- like lengthy workout montages such so as somebody gets killed and then it cuts to like a montage of ladies doing aerobics in mm-hmm. spandex for like two minutes 
and then it's another kill scene and that's pretty much the whole movie uh so pretty repetitive uh but you know it's on uh freebie so great and it's also on uh blu-ray if you want to get the blu-ray via (laughs) all of films but yeah there's that and i but i think i prefer death spa the other movie uh which is again like it's a slasher about like a bunch of mysterious deaths at a health health spa slash gym uh but uh this one is more like supernatural it's about a spirit that has possessed the the club's like computer system and has access to all the like workout equipment so it basically creates all these like malfunctions like it Mm -hmm. kills all these people using like the the sauna and the weightlifting machines that's yeah, cool that uh fun. it is pretty fun i actually really recommend it much better than killer workout um aka aerobicide aka aerobicide yeah so yeah the deaths in death spa have a very like final destination vibe and that one is on uh sh- shutter currently nice. so that one i recommend yeah i mean i've seen some other like current stuff uh, I think the last thing I'll bring up before I throw it over to you, Dan, is I saw uh, a movie called Ennisman. Have you heard of this? Dan just made a furrowed brow. <laughs> well, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So that was, uh, it was more so that. Um, it was uh, a movie that was released uh, or premiered at Cannes last year in 2022. And then got released over here in the states i think in april early april 2023 uh and it's like a folk horror like psychological horror thing um from britain uh about like a woman who volunteers as like a wildlife observer on this island like off the cornish coast and basically starts to go insane um it's like super slow and experimental so it's not for everybody but uh i was i was able to kind of get on its wavelength so i had a pretty good time with it and that one is currently on hulu oh and that's pretty much it uh you also saw exorcist believer yeah i figured i'd let you bring that up since bad you yeah is that the bad. a newer one? It's the new Exorcist, yeah, yeah. the David Gordon Green one. He did all the he did the Halloween like trilogy that just happened. Yeah, um, it's like fine but boring for a while. Yeah, I was like pretty bored for like the first hour of it, but I'm yeah. like, well, it's not like laughable. It's yeah. just boring, mm-hmm. and then it gets really stupid. It gets like, pretty really silly. stupid. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah i feel kind of bad because like everybody hates it but it is not well i went into it with super low expectations Mm -hmm. just like the last two halloween movies Mm -hmm. kills and ends both of which were movies i think that we you and i both enjoyed more than most people kind of did um and just as maybe as a byproduct of low expectations yeah because i'm like well they have some good kills and they're entertaining enough Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah i i thought this sucked <laughs> yeah yeah the the last two halloween movies at least had like kind of a playful mean-spirited streak that this movie doesn't right uh, like yeah i was like 
kind of almost on board with it when it was just like sort of a spooky missing persons movie like where the girls go missing but then as it starts to kind of lean into the exorcist of it all when oh you hear a little twinkle the tubular bells in the background yeah when they have to like tie in like the you know the exorcist stuff man the ellen burstyn scene i won't spoil it because this movie's yeah fresh in theaters but that scene's so stupid yeah i will Uh, i will say it's bad but if you like want to see it i wouldn't discourage you i'd say you know check it out it it's not good but uh, it'll it'll be on uh peacock soon yeah i think so the the very end is pretty bad the the actual exorcism Mm -hmm. sequence yeah yeah uh yeah yeah it gets real dumb in a hurry yeah uh what else have i watched uh uh, i watched soul survivor which is a movie that i was gonna pick for movie night like Mm -hmm. a year or two ago and i never ended up picking it oh um, the 80s one yeah i love that i yeah, mean i had a good. really great time yeah it i mean it was all shot in like uh santa Ana, orange county area so oh, yeah. the whole time i was like oh yeah that looks familiar and um uh it's very very uh clearly like an inspiration on like it follows and final destination also yeah um yeah it's a fun movie it's on shutter uh that's a that's a good one it's also like 90 minutes long it's perfect yeah um uh really like that um uh i watched reanimator for the first time i'd never seen it the Stuart gordon movie i have seen that one years ago that one's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah really (laughs) a lot of really cool like practical effects and Mm -hmm. stuff in that uh i'd seen some of it with my dad when i was a kid but never i haven't watched it since yeah in its entirety yeah, I mean, a lot of people, when I tell them, though, I'd never seen it until, you know, recently, and they're like, what? And I, I, you know, I think we, we both grew up not really as, like, horror guys. Like, we kind of turned up our nose at the horror genre in, like, 2002 era or whatever. So, yeah. a lot of that older stuff kind of yeah flew under the radar for, for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize. Oh, wait, what year was Reanimate? reanimator was 85 so it was just something that like yeah. just because i didn't really like the genre mm-hmm. you know yeah. when i was a teenager just not something i ever would have thought to go back and check out you know the older stuff like that mm-hmm. like i didn't see halloween until i was probably like 18 mm-hmm. 19 mm-hmm. something like that yeah uh yeah i think uh like my dad made like rented a bunch of halloween's when i was like in fifth grade mm-hmm. and and like friday the 13th so i saw like a couple of them then but really come to love like the original halloween yeah a lot later oh uh, let's see i've watched some other stuff uh watched carrie last night um and then found out that there's a 2002 carrie tv movie tv movie yeah <laughs> yeah i remember and that i was like mercifully i'm like oh god it's just a tv movie we won't have to watch it i was gonna say i was <laughs> like are you guys gonna veer off into the little TV we, movie? maybe we'll do a tv edition yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe like a like a roundup yeah. or like the movie yeah. series of stuff 
Yeah. We definitely want to do like some like one-off episode, like a video game episode and some other yeah. stuff. Yeah. We'll do a video game episode, maybe a TV episode. Because mm-hmm. I do at some point want to talk about Push Nevada. <laughs> Uh, Which is a random show that I'm definitely the only one that cares about nowadays. Uh, yeah, that's you're right about that. <laughs> uh, uh, last movie. I mean, I've watched a few other things. I've watched a decent amount of stuff lately. But the last thing that maybe is worth mentioning or whatever. Uh, pretty good movie. Not like a movie I probably will revisit anytime soon. But I did like it. Um it's from 1977, uh, called The Haunting of Julia, with um, uh, Mia Farrow and Kier D'Elia, um, and Tom Conti, who played Einstein yeah, in, uh, Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Richard Lawn Crane film, uh, but it's like kind of a supernatural... Uh, uh, it's 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 horror adjacent i wouldn't really say it's a horror film but it's about like spirits and stuff right. like that mm-hmm. and it's mia farrow and i don't know it's pretty good it's got a fun like score it's very like this ice icy electronic synths and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh and uh she plays like a a lady whose daughter dies and she like goes into you know like a mental ward or whatever for a few months and then she gets out and uh Kier D'Elia is her husband and she leaves her husband uh and moves into this like old apartment it's a, it's all shot in london in the 70s so it looks great mm-hmm. and um and then there's like a spirit haunting and and it's like a little girl so she thinks it might be her daughter but then yeah then it turns out to be someone else's daughter mm. uh but it's it's a pretty good movie it's not amazing but it uh you know i liked it i nice. had a pretty good time with it and it recently came out on blu-ray right i feel like i just yeah not too long ago saw the blu-ray somewhere shout factory put it out on 4k nice yeah and uh i watched i actually bought it i got it for like with a coupon at best buy <laughs> And then, uh, and then uh, I traded it in after I watched it because I was like, "Well, I liked it, but I'm not gonna watch it anytime soon." So. Gotcha. You just traded it in. I traded it in. <laughs> Had to make room on the old shelf. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of movies coming out in the yeah. next few months that I'm gonna buy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So that's what we've recently watched. Uh, should we? dive into the main film or is there anything else anybody wants to bring up let's let's do it let's kick it into hyper time well yeah let's let's move on to the film du jour clock stoppers directed by jonathan frakes have you ever gone a wandering in the pale blue light (laughs) (laughs) what's the tallest man you've ever seen (laughs) jonathan frakes yeah sorry is he your uh, favorite star trek character no, Picard, obviously. You fool, why are you even asking me that? Of course it's Picard. Anyway. <laughs> Before we get too in the weeds. Clock stoppers. Yes, <laughs> clock stoppers. Uh, so we already said earlier that uh, Dan and I did not see this in theaters. Mm-hmm. You alone might have seen it. 
was it a definitely saw it in theaters. <laughs> was it a big movie for you when you were a kid? Did you kind of like rewatch this from time to time, or it wasn't like my favorite movie or uh-huh. anything like that? I definitely rewatched it a few times. Probably rented it when it finally came out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't something that I had on repeat necessarily, but I did like it. <laughs> yeah, and I think for you and I, Dan, we probably just didn't. We were just a little too old, maybe. We just didn't bother with it. <laughs> what? My stomach made a very loud noise. Oh, I didn't I, hear it. Yeah, well, probably got picked up on the mic. <laughs> it was loud. <laughs> so you'll hear it later, probably. Uh, <laughs> you want to take that again? you wonder what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so you... You saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Put it in my stomach, did it again, the exact same, impeccable comic timing. I didn't even hear it the first time. Your stomach's trying to answer for you, I think. Uh, you and I did not see it because I think we were probably a little too old. That We weren't in the right age demographic. Yeah, yeah. I Although, like, when you think about it, mm-hmm. we kind of... We're probably in the sweet spot, but I think you and I were also just like a little more pretentious than the average uh, <laughs> teenager, yeah, like fourteen-year-old. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. I guess for me, when I was watching it, it just seemed like it read. Yeah, like it I guess we were maybe a couple years. Yeah, too it old. read to me like it was more for like 10, eight ten, eight to twelve-year-olds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Like I know we saw Big Fat Liar. And we talked about that before yeah, on the movie, podcast. Oh, he rips ass. It's <laughs> awesome. But that had, like, you know, more, like, inside, like, movie Hollywood, Hollywood jokes. Well, even then, I didn't see Big Fat Liar, and I think I had to be convinced by you that right. it was actually, like, good or whatever. Yeah. Is it good? I, I don't know if it's good, but... Uh, well, at the time, yeah, we thought it was, like, pretty good for what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I didn't see this until until a few days ago yeah um uh how was it watching it for the first time as a 36 year old uh a little strange (laughs) yeah a little strange i mean yeah just how it's gonna go with this show right inevitably just gonna watch some stuff that i never would have thought i'd see yeah and and that's not even like this is a fine ish movie for what it is or whatever like but it was still just something I'm like, well, why would I, a childless 36-year-old man, ever see Clock Stoppers? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because it, it's kind of interesting because it is a movie s- starring characters who are playing teenagers, like playing like older high school kids. But the movie is clearly geared towards like Younger. 10-year-olds. Yeah. And it's clearly written by 50-year-olds. Yep. And it's starring kids that are not teenagers. Right. <laughs> like, Jesse Bradford is for sure in his, like, mid-20s, right? Would you say? Early to mid-20s? Uh, well, I could tell you. He, he was born in 79, and this came out in 02. So he was 23. Oh, okay. That's not a no, super it's not egregious. A but yeah. Paula Garces, who is the lead Francesca, mm-hmm. was, I believe, I read something that she was like 27. Playing oh, wow. a playing like 17 a year old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even like she she doesn't look like old or whatever, but she does 
look maybe not 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they don't, yeah, they don't look old, but they definitely don't look like high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, interesting that it, uh, interesting that it's made by older folks <laughs> geared towards very young yeah. kids starring. Right. I thought yeah. that was interesting too when I yeah. rewatched it and I was all like, was this a kid movie or was it a teen yeah. movie? Uh, you know what movie it reminded me of watching it? Like another movie that I actually think is why I thought was like good at the time, and mm-hmm. maybe I still would kind of enjoy or whatever. Uh, but is similarly in a in a sort of bizarre tonal, yeah, nothing land is Sky High. <laughs> oh yeah, it reminded me of Sky High, yeah, where I'm yeah. like, what age range exactly is this movie for? <laughs> yeah, and it is kind of confusing sometimes, where you're like, who is this meant for? Just mm-hmm. when it, the jokes are maybe like a little stale, and yeah. the actors are a little older than they're supposed to be. You're like, who is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you were gonna say Spy Kids, actually. Uh, yeah, similar to that too, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Which is a movie that I, I mean, I saw Spy Kids. 3d in theaters yeah. i saw those movies up until that point i, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. i that was the last one for me but. yeah and i think the spy kids movies are or at least the first three are pretty well regarded by people that are maybe a little, like five years younger than us mm-hmm. or so do, yeah. do you care for the spy kids movies alone i or? loved spy kids yeah. when it came out definitely <laughs> yeah well, the big thing was like the microwave that could like make you a fool yeah right had like a kitchen that could make anything right yeah i just thought all the little gadgets were so cool to me yeah it's real weird that that kid is married to megan trainer oh is he (laughs) yeah you guys didn't know this news to me yeah uh, all about that base wow yeah Yeah, i mean i know who megan trainer is but i didn't know no trouble yeah i didn't know that the kid was yeah, Daryl Sabara. Sabara, yeah, who's not a kid anymore, right? Yeah. No, like I remember, they were like photographed by paparazzi, mm-hmm. like leaving a sex shop when they <laughs> first started dating, and I just remember that being like such a strange photo because yeah. it was like post all about that base Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. was like famous, and then it's the fucking Spy Kids kid. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, huh. and they're like holding like you know like a black bag because yeah you can't have see-through bags yeah that store but yeah the the kitchen from spy kids could like make anything you wanted yeah uh i do remember that and i think that just kind of speaks to something that um was a big thing in kids movies when we were kids in the 90s like that kind of wish fulfillment thing like uh like Movies where kids got stuff that they really wanted was super cool to us. Yeah. Like sure, Richie like Rich. Richie Rich, yeah. Like, he <laughs> had a, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, he had a McDonald's in his house and a roller coaster in his backyard. Just like an unlimited amount of, like, super yeah. soakers and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, Blank Check, he had a uh, a water slide in his room that went to a pool. Mm-hmm. Preston Waters. Preston Waters, yeah. Uh yeah, I think Clockstoppers does kind of get it a little bit of that that kind of thing. Like, oh, he's got a watch that can pause time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely the, an idea that would like sound cool yeah. to like a, an 11, 10-year-old. Yeah, and it just got me thinking, like, if a version of 
clock stoppers came out when we were at the right age like in the mid mid ish 90s like what would that be like it probably would have been with like joshua jackson sure from like the mighty ducks movies yeah like somebody that could play like a cool nerd thomas ian nicholas yeah from rookie of the year kid Mm -hmm. in king arthur's court yeah oh yeah yeah i loved that movie kid in king arthur's court (laughs) that's like the forgotten thomas ian nicholas yeah joint favorite i i think i've only seen that movie like one time yeah i just saw it back then yeah i saw it all the time really it was so cool uh i know we weren't like prepared to talk about this but do we have favorite kids movies from when we were kids oh i have tons of those <laughs> what what is just one off the top of your head known? off the top of my head one of my favorite ones for sure is the sandlot oh yeah that's oh. more of our yeah yeah all of the like sports kind of kid movies sports I fun. kids sports movies in the 90s are definitely like because my two that popped into my head were d2 mighty yeah, ducks 2 and uh, little two. big league yeah those were like my, my two favorites yeah really for sure little and that's giants. another thing yeah. little giants is good annexation yeah. of puerto rico mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i just watched little giants really? really yeah like a week and a half ago probably why uh i was at a travis's and he put it on oh yeah okay yeah uh but yeah just speaking of little big league like that's another thing like oh kid got his own baseball team Mm, like sure there was just something to that back then that was just favorite baseball team yeah you got the twins uh i feel like that is not something that really comes through in kids movies nowadays Mm -mm. like where that's a thing where they're like oh the kid got whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. i wonder if there's some sort of like psychological reasoning behind that or like oh a bunch of kids our age grew up entitled because they thought they could have (laughs) like a fucking water slide (laughs) in a mcdonald's (laughs) in their house or whatever yeah (laughs) right um but uh yeah, I guess just getting back to clock stoppers, the one thing that I wish there was more of in clock stoppers was them after, you know, they realized they had the watch that could pause time. I wish there was more of them, them like having fun with it, like oh, I agree. playing pranks, pranks. and yeah. yeah, and using it to their advantage. Definitely. Now, uh, when they do fuck with people, uh-huh. like when they're at that like intersection, intersection, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I know right where that is, by the way. That's that's in Old Town Orange. Yeah, I did. Uh, and that, they filmed yeah. they filmed there like several times throughout this yeah, movie. Yeah, I did like, notice that because um, they have the roundabout there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that that coffee shop that's like in the corner there is now Starbucks, so it's very mm. <laughs> depressing, I guess. But um, uh, when they mess with people, what I don't understand. Like when they put that kid's nose ring on the the spoke <laughs> the of spokes, the bike, yeah. and then like that dog like pissing on the the, the ticket lady's yeah. uh, vehicle, yeah, and they like move them all around. When they come to, why are none of them questioning how they ended up there? <laughs> They're just like, oh, this is where I am. <laughs> right because if none uh, of them are like wait a second i was just over there yeah. a millisecond ago yeah. 
Am I losing out. my mind? Because yeah. if you were experiencing that in real time, not in hyper time, you yeah. would have literally just seen a dog appear on your driver's seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then, well, and then not only that, but she was doing, she was writing the ticket and they yeah. moved her to write the ticket on mm. her own vehicle. Yeah. So she'd be like, wait a second, I was just over there. Yeah. Now I'm here. There's a dog peeing on the thing. Am I having like a stroke or something like is my brain okay right i'm less concerned about the dog piss and more concerned about (laughs) how i ended up here (laughs) yeah yeah am i all right yeah or like the kid that's on the spoke is he not just like what the fuck how how (laughs) this is a physical impossibility i was standing down the street and he's also like he's also like ow ow but like there's no reason he's not in pain he's just locked into that position right yeah Yeah. uh well that that being said even though yeah it's very illogical their reactions to all that stuff i wish there was like a little bit more of that in the movie yeah where it was just them kind of walking around and being like oh we can pause time and do this and then yeah maybe some quick editing and then you know they you eventually see the pranks or you know what they've done yeah uh, i wish they were like more like rube goldberg machines like where they set up all these different <laughs> things yeah and then, and then unpause time and then it all just unfolds right yeah uh it's funny to me how easily convinced francesca was Mm -hmm. while watching this because she was like what are you doing why are you bringing a a possum into my house or whatever (laughs) and she's like get out of here and then he's like no check this out and she and then he does it and she's just like oh oh, cool this is cool and she's not like what the fuck's going on she got got caught in it when she touched him and then he did the yeah hyper-time and she thing. was like oh wow this is amazing yeah. not like again <laughs> what the fuck's happening <laughs> yeah right so basically this high school kid played by jesse bradford comes in possession of this watch that can do what is called hyper time it's not necessarily pausing time it's just making They're them just like whoever faster. is touching the watch go extremely fast crafted by the great french stewart Right, crafted by, made by French Stewart. Uh, just speak, just on the French Stewart character, he was a student of Jesse Bradford's character's dad. Mm-hmm. Got it. So is his? He's supposed to be a high a college age kid who just aged rapidly. Yeah, got it. That's that's the thing. Yeah, he is because he aged because he was in hyper time or whatever. Yeah, he was held captive in hyper time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. So but he, Michael Bean. Yeah, the evil Michael Bean. He's our bad guy. Dirtbag Michael Bean. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so they they get this watch and Here here's the thing I wish like the movie did differently, not to be like too much of a backseat screenwriter guy but i wish that uh that's okay probably like 40 people actually like wrote the screenplay this feels like a movie that was written ghost written like eight times yeah tons of different people right well i wish that like most of the movie was them like kind of figuring out what the watch was and playing with it and doing fun stuff 
And then, that's the same thing you just said. You just said you just wanted more pranks. You yeah, really, more, you really wanted more pranks. More pranks. That's what I'm learning. And them like realizing what the watch does, and then like minimal scenes dedicated to the bad guys like tracking them down, like right. them figuring out like, oh, where's this watch? We got to figure out who has it, and kind of like ping ponging back and forth between yeah. them. Um, I'm with you. Just so we get more fun stuff with the watch. That's so, all I'm saying. So you wish they had more fun with it. And, and, then, and then it's less like like we didn't need to be introduced to all the Michael Bean stuff no. in the, the adults, first like few minutes of this movie. Yeah. The adults in this movie are not fun. No. No, they're not. No. The villain's not fun. <laughs> no. I definitely think that's part of why I didn't rewatch it that much is because I was like, oh, it's not Yeah. It's not as fun <laughs> right. as some of the other movies for sure. But it could be. Yes. Yeah. I did like the novelty of the watch. I definitely liked that a lot. And at the time, I think those kind of watches were pretty popular. Yeah. Like little digital watches like that. Yeah, the Timexes and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and But one other, like, kind of weird thing about the movie that it might have been, like, better if they changed is the hyper time thing. Like, I feel like it might have been less depressing if it was just you could pause time because if you think about it the dad being in hyper time he aged like 20 years <laughs> i know well yeah and they even talk about that yeah. at the end yeah. he's like oh, i'm just a little more distinguished now <laughs> right. but he's gonna like die <laughs> yeah i mean if she's gonna be a widow too. like 15 yeah. julia sweeney <laughs> yeah exactly at it, the end i thought they would have found like a cure or right. something to fix that well they kind of did <laughs> yeah. with the insane ending this movie has an insane ending it is a wild ending. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there yeah but the, i when this movie when that like reveal happened i was yeah. i turned to my girlfriend and i was like what what is this <laughs> um yeah but just regarding the, like the whole hyper time thing yeah. just like the idea of introducing that where you know if you're in hyper time for too long you'll age very rapidly is a little bit of a dark Downer. thing for a kid's <laughs> for a kid, movie yeah. especially if you're a kid whose mind might wander to dark places you'll be like well, that means his dad is going to die, like, a lot sooner than he should. <laughs> well, I will say I didn't really think. I mean, I, I recognized that, yeah. but I didn't really think about yeah. that while watching this movie. But maybe either. a kid yeah. would. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. If you're like, <laughs> man, is my dad going to die too early? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't well, know. Your, yeah, dad I don't doesn't, your dad doesn't do hyper time. That's that, true. But yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like them like maybe just changing it to pausing mm-hmm. time might be better maybe but a lighter tone yeah uh but i guess that just speaks to me wishing the movie were a little more fun than it is <laughs> yeah uh you mean all those blink 182 tracks on the yeah soundtrack? yeah oh this is where we should talk about the soundtrack <laughs> yeah uh did uh were you a fan of the soundtrack loan I or was. i thought yeah. it was really funny because i didn't remember the soundtrack at all and so when i was listening <laughs> to it i was like this explains a lot you know <laughs> i was like this is probably lodged in my head somewhere subconsciously because yeah. there's so much blink 182 and yeah. stuff there's like three blink 182 yeah. songs right. at least right uh, yeah and all just... the small things and yep. uh and like first date. first date first date right 
Yeah, I uh, thought the soundtrack was really fun. But it was yeah. funny because at the very end, there was a track that I didn't recognize, uh-huh. but Jake immediately recognized. Uh-huh. And then he was like singing along to it. And I was like, what is that? And then he was like, you don't know who Phoenix TX is or whatever. Mm. And I was like, man, I that's don't. a that's a band name <laughs> I haven't thought of. I remember Phoenix TX. And I was like, I don't. I didn't know who that was. I remembered coming across the CD all the time at the store. But yeah. I had no idea who that was. I just liked how it sounded because it's like right. pop punk or whatever. Yeah, there were a few of those like simple plans yeah. on the soundtrack yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely a throwback soundtrack. Like Phoenix it... TX, I was just gonna say I had a burned copy of one of their CDs oh, really? back then. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even know that's who it was, but was I thought it was. Did good. you say Lit? Were they Lit's on the soundtrack? On the soundtrack, yeah. But then there were also like just kind of popular songs like. Uh, Never Let You Go by Third Eye Blind, which is say. not pop punk, but it's like was a it's popular song. Yeah. Rock. And then uh, Bohemian Like You by the Dandy Warhols, of right. course. I it think the funniest that. song was the one that they chose. It was like the time after time cover song. Oh, <laughs> thanks for bringing that. Yeah, up. I was just about to bring that up. Like, so before yeah. I even watched the movie, mm-hmm. I was looking at what was on the soundtrack, and I saw that uncle cracker did a song called time after time and i was like that's not the time after time right Right. and i clicked on it and watched the youtube video for that song and sure enough that's what it was and it's like the worst song i've ever heard in my life i agree and it was just obviously it was such a corny song to choose too for the whole theme of the movie and i was like oh my goodness yeah like that's when you should just use the original the cindy lopper time after time but i'm glad they didn't i guess because i associate the original with like romy and michelle or something sure yeah i guess that's true and now you can associate uh, clock stoppers exactly with with uncle crackers um I mean, it's kind of at least in the background. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's yeah. not like yeah, it's it was not just super. Really funny that yeah, it was chosen for right. that scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie. When you called this movie, when uh-huh. you said you want to do it, I s- kind of thought that the reason was because of the soundtrack. I didn't because remember the it soundtrack was a very at all. Pop so punk centric. Really funny surprise for me watching it and hearing all the songs come up, and I was like. This is like stuff I would play at the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just for listeners, when you say at the store, yeah. it's maybe worth noting that we worked at a record store yes. together for many years. Yes. With Dan as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did we name all the like the big notable songs on the soundtrack? Uh, we talked a, about most of them. There, there was, was also a Nickelback song. On Nickelback, there. yeah, that was the other <laughs> one I was going to say. Yeah, cranberries are in there somewhere. I don't remember them. I don't uh, remember that either. There's a couple, couple like hip hop songs. Right. Oh, because cool there's keys. a uh, uh, a DJ battle sequence. <laughs> oh yeah. Quite the sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Were there move? Funny. Yeah. Like so. Jesse. So that's the fun stuff you want. <laughs> I wish that was funner. I wish it was too. Uh, but yeah, so Jesse Bradford's character has a buddy named Meeker. Meeker, is that right? Yeah, I think Meeker. So. Who is enrolled in like a DJ uh, DJ competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but when they get to the competition he's like really bad yeah and he can't so they do use the all. watch to help him mm-hmm. um so that you know they'll, they'll like pause him and help him out and make him do cool dance moves but what i don't get is why like if you're in the audience you don't see jesse bradford like flashes of him moving <laughs> meeker around <laughs> Uh, you're not well, like well did i just see a guy so move? fast yeah, maybe they just go too fast. too fast yeah i think i think they kind of they kind of uh set that up because that's also how like michael beans like lackeys right like look for them and stuff yeah. like that unnoticed so yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's i think it's meant to be that they're just going so fast that mm-hmm. you can't see them uh, I like the I I actually didn't like the white guy with dreads. That's like the <laughs> other DJ guy's friend. Yeah. Yeah. God. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. The they're like the bullies of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the guy that gets his uh nose ring? No. No. That's those were just taggers, right? They're right. Like, they were just right. like tagging. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. This is a Nickelodeon film mm-hmm uh maybe the would you say the third live action nickelodeon movie at this point oh uh, good burger yeah you had uh good burger in 97 harriet the spy in 96 uh would have been at least the fourth because there was also snow day that's right snow day yeah mm-hmm. and then there was like animated stuff like jimmy neutron mm-hmm. but i loved jimmy neutron yeah mm-hmm. boy genius mm-hmm <laughs> people are saying it more and more mm-hmm. i've never seen that movie really oh, really yeah it also had like a like its own tv series mm-hmm. yeah i remember the show i mean i didn't watch it but i for sure remember it um, yeah i loved those yeah but uh, jimmy neutron boy genius was uh one of the it was the first uh in the first wave of movies animated for best animated feature at the academy awards yeah i mean that that's one of the funnier like clips that kind of made the rounds or makes the rounds like every oscar season but it's like they they would cut to they would like film an empty chair in Mm -hmm. the audience and they would animate in like shrek and jimmy neutron yeah and uh, And, like so they would like cut to them like in the audience and it's jimmy neutron yeah yeah and the monsters inc guys mm-hmm. yeah mike mike and sully sully yeah uh yeah i just thought it was maybe worth noting that this was a, a nickelodeon a live action nickelodeon film because i can't really remember too many of those after clock stoppers um yeah i i we probably wouldn't have seen them no definitely not <laughs> we would have been would've in been, our, been our 20s had, yeah. yeah uh well were there any scenes that anybody you know thought stood out maybe early on or in the middle of the movie because we talked about them you know figuring out what the watch does and using it for cool stuff and then like the bad guys come mm-hmm. into the mix and try and uh, get the watch back and you know they kidnap jesse bradford's dad uh and that's after they invade the home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i know you said it before but uh julia sweeney plays weird 
his mom. Kind of weird. It's a little odd, yeah. It's odd casting. Yeah. Uh, Lone, if you don't know, she was an mm-hmm. SNL cast member and was oh, no, uh, Pat of It's Pat. Not familiar. Not familiar. <laughs> That's all right. That's kind of an... <laughs> I didn't watch SNL like at all growing yeah. up. I remember my best friend did and he'd be like, what do you mean you don't watch SNL? And I was watching like Mad TV or something instead. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't like it. Yeah, like, that's, that's fine. I, think. I definitely, when I was around that age, I liked Mad TV better than <laughs> SNL yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think is perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like SNL is some sort of sacred cow. No. <laughs> um, I was just trying to think what else somebody might know Julia Sweeney from. Yeah, besides I Pat, her at uh, all. I mean, she was uh, Harvey Keitel's daughter in Pulp Fiction, but that might oh. be even more obscure. That's and that's like <laughs> a one scene. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't even recognize her. Yeah. It's it's strange casting, I will say. It is. Yeah, it was a little strange. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, what else is Julia Sweeney? Yeah. Not 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 a lot that I think really like stands out. It's it's mostly SNL that people would know her, know her from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like those like NPR like game shows like wait 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 don't tell me yeah stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the yeah the middle of the movie is mostly Michael Bean and the you know his henchmen kind of catching up with jesse bradford and trying to get the watch back and then also like french stewart shows up and uh french french stewart's the catalyst because he sends the watch to jesse bradford's dad um because he wants him to help figure out some tweak it a little bit right what what does michael bean want from he wants French Stewart. I think he just wants to fix the bugs, right? I mean, to be honest, I was like what? not paying the most attention yeah. to some of it. I don't, I don't, I still don't know exactly what Michael Bean's fucking issue was. And then, and then once the watch is out in the wild, he's like, "Well, I got to get that watch back." Yeah, but I don't know what his initial like initial problem thing, was. Yeah, yeah I actually uh, don't either. Because I know the watch, if it gets wet, it malfunctions. Yes, maybe yeah. they just wanted to improve it, make it perfect there yeah obviously there were some scenes where they were explaining stuff that i didn't pay attention to no the same thing happened to me yeah i also don't know if like it's super like well written (laughs) right (laughs) it's clearly just a catalyst to get to the watch like um it was definitely a movie if i like had to get up to go to the bathroom or grab something i didn't pause it so (laughs) definitely but yeah, maybe something happened there that explained Michael Bean's motivation. Uh, but they eventually kidnap Jesse Bradford's dad, who is a uh, a professor and knows a lot about physics. Yes, and he's the teacher to. So French he's Stewart French Stewart's character. professor. Yeah, so they assume that he'll be able to He'd pick up where French Stewart left yeah. off. So. He's also like an absentee father of sorts mm-hmm. where they have kind of a strained relationship. Yeah. And yeah, that was something I didn't remember yeah. either. 
And he then seems, I see it now, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> he seems to that. like like his students more than, yes. than, than him. He cares more He's about like his class than his own kids. Towards Jesse Rutford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won't he won't co-sign for that car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I looked it up. So uh, Michael Bean wants the initial issue is that he wants him to fix the rapid aging. Oh, and yeah. hyper time. Which is issue. I want that fixed too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, then why don't you go join fucking QT Incorporated or whatever the company was? Yeah. Uh, Just because I think it's bad for the movie. <laughs> well, how? <laughs> it's it's at least some sort of. Motivation. I guess so. Uh, and then you get to see French Stewart with like gray hair or whatever. And yeah. Then, and then it sets up the ending where you get that extremely weird ending. Right. Uh, yeah. So after they kidnap his dad, Jesse Bradford has to find his dad. Uh, and then you get that scene at the, the hospital in the middle of the movie or like towards the end. I love when he, uh, when he, uh, poses in hyper time as a cop yeah but with no shoes on right <laughs> and they fall for it yeah uh and that's obviously a scene that was filmed in long beach at community hospital mm. oh i didn't realize that yeah like when he comes out mm-hmm. of the hospital that's very clearly community hospital oh. my old stomping grounds yeah <laughs> you used to live by there you didn't. i used to live by yeah. there not like go to the hospital well, i was born there so i guess <laughs> oh that's my right. really old stomping yeah. grounds <laughs> yeah uh yeah i wasn't sure because i did see in the like the locations um that it was filmed in long beach and i thought maybe it was the the long beach airport at the beginning but most of this movie was filmed in like orange orange yeah yeah Um, yeah because they reused some of the locations quite a bit right uh but yeah so the the final like 20 minutes of the movie is jesse bradford like trying to track down his dad Mm -hmm. uh which i can't remember exactly how he does yeah well oh (laughs) french stewart knows where he's being oh yeah yeah yeah, french French stewart catches up with him and then french stewart like won't won't go through with it right right and that's like wimps out i guess that's kind of leading to the climax of the movie or something where jesse bradford's like well he cares about him because it's his dad and yeah even though his dad is kind of shown as someone who doesn't care about him or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah because uh yeah because french stewart he's one of his students and yeah he's like well i look at him as a father exactly yeah but then he doesn't want to go and yeah. save him he wants to leave him so then the very end of the movie is like well is french stewart gonna help him out or not mm-hmm. um French Stewart's character is a pretty weak character, I think, in this I movie. <laughs> you know, That's not just me picking on French Stewart. You know, I was going to say, I was going to come to this and be like, you know, I didn't mind French Stewart in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, his character is stupid for sure, but I was just yeah. kind of like, you know, French Stewart kind of gets a bad rap. Mm-hmm. I think he could have had a better career. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's... I only really know him from third rock from the sun yeah yeah i'd say that's probably what most people know him from and yeah uh love stinks obviously <laughs> oh yeah yeah a lot of people know him from love stinks a jeff franklin film yeah 
I guess we <laughs> I should explain. That That's like a uh, like an R-rated comedy directed oh. by the showrunner of Full House. Oh, okay. Yeah, with French Stewart and like Bridget Sampras Wilson. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. <laughs> and Bill Bellamy, <laughs> I think. It is bad, yeah. Uh, Anyhow, French Stewart was in that. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I guess I just think his character is <laughs> unnecessary. And, uh, you were going to do a French story? Uh, I was just doing one. Oh. <laughs> it's just that. Dan's eyes are semi-closed. <laughs> uh, I feel like he was a guy that people made fun of a lot. And that's, yeah. maybe that's why I kind of feel bad yeah. for him. Is cause he was all, he's kind of always been like a punchline. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's a guy who's like always in shitty just stuff. Just no respect. Yeah. yeah. And it's not his fault. I mean, maybe to a degree it is, but like, yeah. Mostly. Maybe, maybe it's just not. bad timing. You know, he was in Third Rock and he just got typecast and certain yeah, stuff. Maybe. That was like the only thing that I remembered him from. So that's all I could think of. I was like, it's the Third Rock from the Sun Guy. Yeah. Um, but I think you could maybe cut out his character entirely in this movie. Yeah, I feel like Doppler. they just didn't really. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely like a catalyst character, but I felt like he's supposed to be almost like a surrogate son to Jesse Bradford's dad, yeah. but he doesn't come off that way like at all. Yeah. So it doesn't really feel like he's even competing with Jesse Bradford really for that. Right. Because I feel like Jesse Bradford and Francesca's Francesca could just figure out whatever they need to figure mm-hmm. out on their own Without to get him <laughs> to the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then they, you know, they wind up in Michael Bean's like secret lab at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they're equipped with uh, paintball guns that are loaded with ice pellets, right? I think because so. ice yeah, will like freeze you freeze time. someone in hyper time mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh it's nitrous oxide right right yeah that's right nitrous oxide uh yeah so they go in there just shooting up all the henchmen because the henchmen have hyper time capabilities mm-hmm. uh <laughs> trying to think what else what happens at the end there <laughs> are you reading the wikipedia synopsis on your phone right now uh no i was looking up french stewart's filmography oh i see. point out some of the movies he was in that we didn't talk about but do you have one to bring up uh yeah uh 30 nights of paranormal activity with the devil inside the girl with the dragon oh tattoo so his career really <laughs> yeah took a dip Not unfortunately good. yeah poor guy uh, he did a lot of like, looks like TV appearances and stuff. So I mean, he you know he he still works. Yeah. Every once in a while. But uh, yeah. Maybe somebody should give him a shot as a dramatic actor. The the French Stewart revival. Yeah. <laughs> Fr- French Assance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's the that's like the end of the movie where they infiltrate michael bean's lab and they find uh jesse bradford's dad in hyper time after he's been working there for a couple days and has aged Mm -hmm. 20 years 
it's nitrogen, by the way, not nitrous oxide. I oh, spoke. Okay. Nitrous oxide is <laughs> like what they use in the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, yeah. The NOS. Let's go faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this helps. <laughs> I don't, yeah, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but his dad gets mad at him for coming in there. Yeah. There's more family tension. Yeah, it, it gets a little bogged down at that point, even yeah. with like family with drama. The family when stuff. You kind of just wish Jesse Bradford would come in, use the watch, pull yes. some pranks on, the, <laughs> pranks on the henchman, make him yes, trip and fall. For sure. And uh, yeah, you know what they should have done with this movie? Uh-huh. They should have made this like an like an Agent Cody Banks, which is another movie that this kind of similar yeah, for sure similar vibe. And he should have been like a superhero or like a teenage spy or whatever who could yeah. use this to do mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah. For to like solve crimes or whatever. Yeah. You could have set up like a whole franchise with it. Right. And granted, this movie was not successful enough mm-hmm. to merit a franchise, <laughs> yeah. but you could have. You could have done that. Um, I never saw the Asian Cody Banks movies. <sighs> pretty good yeah <laughs> pretty good i don't think i actually saw those either <laughs> i don't know why i've seen them but i've seen both of them i've seen both yeah huh. adrian cody banks destination london huh with uh anthony anderson right mm-hmm. he's like the adult yeah frankie muniz was like 40 when he filmed those movies <laughs> just kidding um <laughs> i was like what? he's he's a lot older than he looks right but, yeah uh but uh yeah, I mean, yeah, they come in there with their paintball guns and kill the bad guys, or shoot the bad guys, not kill mm-hmm. them. But, uh, yeah, I just wish there was maybe, like, a little more Home Alone-style hijinks involved with them, like, yeah, breaking just, the dad out. It's and, a little more satisfying. You know, maybe where, like, you don't, uh, you just realize that the movie's playing out that they're using hypertime. Like, you just, like, you see the bad guys like suddenly have their pants down or <laughs> yeah like looking around <laughs> yeah like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah it just it misses out on a couple opportunities to be a tad For more sure. fun i mm-hmm. think i think maybe maybe that's a jonathan frakes thing because yeah he's like not oh, like a serious sci-fi guy but maybe but want like... to be a little more hard science yeah well yeah. hard science for kids mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah it feels like it's trying to toe the line a little too much yeah it's like either make it make it a cooler sci-fi movie or make it more of a kids movie rather than yeah. like trying to be that yeah perfect hybrid of the two right but i mean that's not to say it's without gags such as the very end of the film can we finally talk about it yeah well <laughs> let's just set the stage a little bit so they they set the dad free they get uh, the everyone out. knows that no and one thinks oh the dad dies or whatever everyone right. knows they saved the dad we well i mean that did him. age 20 years like yeah he, he'll die. die in the next week but they still <laughs> saved him yeah uh and then they get michael bean arrested yeah yeah and the other the other qt incorporated correct employees. Yeah. uh um and then french stewart uh you know who's very old and white well he, he's just got like white makeup on his face mm-hmm. <laughs> he spots a de-aging machine in the lab uh yeah but it's not quite yeah it's a report like it apparently doesn't work it, it's not fixed yeah, yeah it's it doesn't work exactly yeah, they haven't perfected it uh so yeah at the end of the film, 
Mm-hmm. He pulls up to his house. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Bradford, Bradford got the car that he wanted. Francesca, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pull up. He got he got the convertible he wanted, and uh, Zach's parents, mm-hmm. along with his sister, his yeah. younger sister, uh, are there, and they pull up, mm-hmm. and there's a third person in the car. Yeah, and it's 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 a young teen boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the voice of French Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, here's where it gets really weird. Like, uh, that's that's strange enough. Uh, but I was like, okay, that's like really silly. Yeah. But what's really weird is that his sister uh-huh. is like, oh, hey, cutie or good yeah. looking or she whatever. Says, like, Ooh, la, la, or yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they all ride off together. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> she seems instantly there attractive. There feels like some dynamic that's not okay going on there. <laughs> <laughs> right. What age is French Stewart actually? <laughs> I guess that's what I was trying to ask yeah. earlier. Like, I think he's college age, right? Because he's, he's maybe of... a little older than college age. Maybe he's like a recent college grad, like a twenty-five-year-old. So was he not one of his I don't, current students? I don't think. Like I think he was a former student. student. Okay, yeah. Because so I think he's like 25, 20, somewhere 23 to 30 Got in it. that range. So he's a little younger than when you see him in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You know, a lot younger, or but still older than when you know, see him at the end. Because I wasn't sure if when you see him like looking like French Stewart, if he's supposed to be older at that point. If he's like... No, I, I my look- guess is I think he's supposed to be younger. He's supposed right. to be like... Yeah. Like maybe like because French Stewart looks like a person in his early forties. Yeah, I don't think you ever. I don't think we ever see the true age of French Stewart of Doppler Mm -hmm. of Doppler. Yeah, cool radar name, pal. (laughs) Uh, But that's fucking weird. Even even if he's like twenty five, his sister's like (laughs) twelve. What right. the fuck? Yeah. Is what is strange. <laughs> yeah. Odd uh, odd choice to Now you can have that goofy reveal, but don't make the sister like into him romantically. Yeah. Strange. Or have him be like mom, 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 and, and like do the like French Stewart like thing or yeah. whatever and like no don't do that. I don't I, I can't do a French Stewart And it's pretty good, uh no. <laughs> Listeners cannot see the dance doing the uh, the half closed eye thing from Third Rock from the Sun, which she only does on that show, not in this film. Uh, well, it's it's the only the only yeah. way to uh, to do a French Stewart yeah. impression. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the whole end of the the movie. I mean, we more or less walked through it. Uh, we didn't go like beat by beat, but yeah, that was the whole thing. Loan, were there any? Anything we we missed, like scenes or moments that stood out, or points you want to bring up? Because I know we kind of really? br- like no, I mean, breeze through pretty it. Much the gist of it. And you've been waiting a year to talk about this movie <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, was it worth it? And revisit it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I thought it was still fun to watch. I was just. It was interesting to rewatch it now because I hadn't seen it since then, yeah. probably, and like I had probably rented it when it came back out but 
I don't think I've revisited since then. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting to rewatch it. And I still thought it was fun, but I was kind of questioning how much I liked it as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I think that happens like, oh, yeah. all the time. Like, You're like, wow, I thought this was a lot better when I was eight. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't have like Happy Meals or something to go around the movie, but maybe because it didn't do very well. It feels like it would have been a Burger King Kids Club. Yeah. 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 Like Definitely. the not quite as successful mm-hmm. as fast food chains. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just remember that uh, uh, Eggo Waffles had a lot of promotional tie ins with Nickelodeon stuff, specifically. Um, Harriet the Spy, like I had Harriet the Spy, like 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. Surprised Ego uh, didn't jump on this movie. Yeah, or somebody else so yeah. simple to watch. Yeah, you know? imagine how easy it'd be to burn your waffle in hyper time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, match made in hell. Yeah. Uh, well, before we move on to like final thoughts and give this movie a grade, uh, we got to talk about what we would do if we had hypertime capabilities. What if, Dan, what if you had a watch that could do hypertime? What's the first thing you would do? Um, why are you starting with me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Especially because I just sprung this on you. Well, you told me about it earlier, but I was like at work and I was uh-huh. like, okay, great. And uh, I didn't really have time to think about it. I guess. Yeah. I know what I would do if you need a minute. <laughs> yeah, oh, go, yeah. Ahead. Alone, go ahead. Alone. Please go. I would sort of, he sort of did it in the movie, but he did it on his bike. I would try to walk over water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, he was on his bike and he rode over it really quickly. Uh-huh. So he glided over the water, but I would do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't look great because it was early 2000s special effects. Mm-hmm um also i like the uh the the pov bike cam where you saw the all the the stunts from the bike's handlebars perspective. Oh, yeah. we didn't really talk about all of his sick bike tricks that he did unnecessary at Very times like even bmx x games yeah. kind of yeah era totally yeah. that i think is a perfect perfect example of a of like the movie being written by a much older person like well what do kids what do they like like bmx <laughs> bikes right yeah <laughs> paintball dj battles yeah um, that was pretty uh, outlandish for sure yeah the dj battle i thought was just horrendous that is not a good scene <laughs> <laughs> no it's not <laughs> uh, uh yeah i was just thinking about the you know the hyper time thing that would be a good talking point like what would you do if you could do it and i honestly couldn't think of anything fun for all my criticisms about how this movie doesn't do anything fun <laughs> like fun. i would just do practical stuff like productivity skip traffic yeah you know my first thought was like oh i would sleep i would sleep in hyper time <laughs> so i could get like a full night's sleep in in like yeah. five minutes or whatever yeah but i'm not like one of those yeah. like hustle grind set guys or whatever who's like no i like getting my seven hours of sleep or whatever if possible yeah but like yeah i would like sleep and then i could have the whole rest of the day to do whatever <laughs> i want and then if i need to take a nap i can yeah. go on hyper time take a nap and, come back and wake fresh. up and it's like two minutes later or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. 
That's a great idea. Think yeah. about think about how nice it would be to just like take a minute out of your day for like a a little nap to, mm-hmm. and feel great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be good. Yeah, you're having like a shitty few minutes at work or whatever, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, the hyper time. <laughs> yeah, time for a nap, and then you snap back to it, and you're like, all right, refreshed. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything fun, just like practical stuff. Yeah, I would definitely want to walk over water, like over the ocean or something, yeah. you know, and just walk wherever. Nice. Realistically, I'd probably like rob a bank or something. <laughs> yeah, because in this movie, they don't do anything like, yeah. like morally I would, questionable. I would get a yeah. life-changing amount of money, and then I would be like, all right, cool, yeah. I'm set. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of stuff like skipping traffic and, um, <laughs> you know. Honestly, the first thing I thought of was uh, related to parenting because my my son right now is going through a phase where he does not like his face cleaned when he's got like food on it. Oh, so and especially when I got to drop him off at school and he's got like yeah food all over his face or his shake. Uh, if I like touch his face, he thinks I'm trying to tickle his under his chin, and oh. then he starts laughing. So I was just thinking, yeah, I could just pause him clean him and then just send him on his way um so i couldn't think of it anything fun to do with the hyper time watch uh yeah no pranks or anything well i I guess the one prank i did think of was our buddy travis who was a guest on one of our most recent episodes Mm, uh this is going uh hates condiments yeah uh doesn't like ketchup mustard and stuff so i i guess it'd be kind of funny if he was like had a glass of water or something and he was about to drink it then we pause him and fill it up with mustard (laughs) (laughs) oh god he's like oh god i didn't realize this was a glass of mustard or he gets like a plate full of fries yeah just pause time or whatever Mm -hmm. and you you just stuff them full of ketchup and mustard and he's like i just got these there's no way these could possibly have (laughs) ketchup and mustard yeah like that's the most clever prank i could think of you're you're diabolical andrew yeah (laughs) evil genius uh that's your travis voice right um which listeners of the show will know that he doesn't sound anything like that yeah um yeah so that's what we would do if we had hyper time capabilities <laughs> i think that just shows how old we are it's like I want right. <laughs> sleep <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounds great sleep to myself skip traffic yeah, walk on water traffic would help a lot walking on water is for fun yeah <laughs> i'm gonna walk to catalina or something yeah because man if you're on the 405 at like eight eight o'clock in the morning that's very like region specific, but you yeah, gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta do like a stand up routine here. <laughs> yeah, set up so this bit. And like, what's the deal with? What's the deal with the <laughs> with the four hundred five? Yeah, uh, you guys seen this four hundred five lately? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess we can move on to final final thoughts on the film. Yeah, uh, I guess I would just say like I've kept saying that I wish it was like a tad more more uh spirited a little more fun they pull more pranks and stuff maybe a little less stuff with the adults and the evil plot uh that being said i mean it you know it was short and it ticked off some of those like 
fun boxes. Um, I would go a pretty <laughs> low C minus on this one. Yeah. It, yeah, I would also grade it. I don't know if I'd give it a C minus. I'd probably just give it like a standard C. Yeah. But yeah, rewatching it, I'm like, there's probably a reason why I didn't watch it that much, even though I liked it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't revisit it very often. And watching it now, I think it makes sense because of the darker tones and it didn't have quite as much fun as you think it would. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer made it seem like it was going to be super action-packed and fun but yeah yeah i mean he was riding his bike and doing fun stuff he was and they paused time and i think the scene that i was really fascinated by when i was little is just the one simple scene where it's like the water sprinkler and it's kind of curling over Mm -hmm. and she touches it Mm, yeah (laughs) and it separates the water yeah for some reason as a little kid i just loved that (laughs) i remember that i remember that visual from the trailer very clearly yeah that was kind of the allure for me because of the just the technology i guess but yeah and i I would like try to copy that Uh in real life (laughs) but other than that i think it makes sense that i didn't watch it that much right yeah and then the soundtrack you obviously liked. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fun. That was probably the thing that I enjoyed the most about rewatching it because it made me laugh quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, C minus for me. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's whatever. It's a it's a relic of its time period. It's not super fun, but also I saw this as a thirty six <laughs> year old. So yeah. What a well, well you know I would have been alarmed if I was like oh this is a blast or whatever. But oh, um, funny. I think the other allure for me was that I liked Jesse Bradford from Bring It On because mm. this is after Bring It On. Right? Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was kind of the only thing I had seen him from. I had not seen Hackers at that point, so I just knew him from the other movie, and I was like, "Oh, it's that guy. I want to see it." And that was it. Yeah, it was Swim Fan. Did you ever see Swim Fan? I did eventually. I saw that, but I had like my sister had rented it or something and that's how i saw it yeah yeah <laughs> jesse bradford's career has not gone great i feel bad mm, yeah i, I don't really know too much anything. of what he's done I recently he did tv for a minute but i haven't really seen him in anything either it's not much he's he he has done some tv he was on 17 episodes of the shooter tv series mm-hmm. with ryan Phillippe. Um, but the last movie he did was from 2022 and it was called Mary Kiss Cam, which is a Hulu original, uh, Christmas comedy, romantic comedy, Hmm. Mary Kiss Cam pucker up. Hmm. Well, it looks very bad. Uh, that's about it. He was on one episode of Magnum PI, the, uh, Jay Hernandez, Magnum P.I. in 2019. So he hasn't done too much recently. No, he doesn't work all that much. Yeah. I mean, I do remember he was in Swim Fan the exact same year as Clock Stoppers. So we're going to cover that eventually. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that was the same year. 2002. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that in theaters. There's a reason we we picked such a distinguished year for cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta talk about Swim Fan. 
Um, yeah. So we got two C minuses and a C mm-hmm. for yeah, the clock we're all, uh, in the same spot. Same yeah. ballpark. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I would have thought differently if, had I seen this back then. Probably not, but maybe if I had seen like a version of it when we were at like the target yeah. age, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe would have had fun with it back yeah. then. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. It's not quite as fun as like similar like tone movies, yeah. like like Agent Cody Banks, Sky High, yeah. Spy Kids, those kinds of movies. It's not quite as much fun as those, right? Yeah, gotta have more. Definitely goofs i mean kids. it was yeah, a common for thing sure. for kids movies to just rip off the home alone ending like i feel like mm-hmm. it just should have done something like that yeah yeah no one really would have batted an eye yeah would have been fine uh yeah so yeah that that's clock stoppers uh should we guess the rotten tomato score real quick yeah go ahead uh got it ready do you uh Lone, do you know generally like how Rotten Tomatoes yeah. works? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just basically like all like an aggregate of all the reviews at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a percentage of all. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess that critics were pretty negative to lukewarm on it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ebert probably gave it a two star review, potentially. Uh. I'm going to say like 39%. Okay. I actually think it might be lower in the mm. like 20%. Okay. Do you uh, have a guess, Dane, or did you already look at no, it? No, I've already seen it. Okay. So, all right. So 39%? I said 39, yeah. You said 20? 20, yeah. Well, you you uh, if you split the difference, you both would be pretty much right on it. It's twenty nine percent. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not 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 super well reviewed. Uh, uh, Nell Minow from Common Sense Media reviewed this in twenty ten for some reason. It says fun action comedy with nifty special effects. All right. <laughs> uh robert i mean it is you know but oh why was she watching it in 2010 but i guess why are we doing this in 2020 (laughs) right uh robert k elder from the chicago tribune says sci-fi hijinks and a government conspiracy serve merely as window dressing for a ham-fisted message about the importance of good parenting and owning a car in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah kind of i think i I've always just like time traveling related stories in general, so that was definitely part of it too for me. Even though he just po- or he just goes really fast in yeah. time, but I still, I don't know, I still like that. Yeah. <laughs> he hyper times. Yeah, he hyper times, yeah. and that fell into the category of things I liked. So I was like, yeah, I want to see it, and that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert compared this movie to spy kids and big fat liar two oh, movies that we talked go. about yeah we I said loved big fat liar big fat liar is I great we big watched it and had a lot. pretty good time with it yeah that still. was one that i watched
watched. I think we got the DVD awesome. right right behind us. It's oh, no. it's still like probably in like our top three from like 2002 <laughs> so far. Oh, maybe nice. like maybe not three. I don't know maybe about like that five. high, but it's like up. It's higher than most things. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely one that would it would always be on TV and I would always watch it. I just loved yeah. it and I loved yeah. Amanda Bynes and all of that. Like that was. That one's a fun one. Yeah, it is better than Clock Stoppers, I will say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, in addition to guessing the Rotten Tomato score, we also guess mm-hmm. something called the Cinema Score, which is uh, basically like uh, Cinema Score pulls audiences as they exit movies, and it's basically oh, okay. like, well, what grade would you give this yeah. movie? Uh, one thing you should know, which I always explain to first-time guessers, is go high okay just the worst movies you can think of uh-huh. still get like b's and b minuses oh, okay. on cinema score generally speaking so there's so, it's a letter grade a yeah, letter it's grade, a letter yeah. grade yeah yeah so it's like f through a plus yeah yeah standard grading scale. uh yeah uh i i'll probably guess a a b for this i'll say b plus thought a b as well let's see what we got here clock stoppers got a b plus nice. yeah so dan dan got it <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty good at the cinema score <laughs> not to toot my own horn but yeah so the way i always think of the cinema score game is like well, if someone bothered to go see this movie on open yeah. weekend, they probably wanted to see it. So they were probably looking for a reason to say they liked it or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's what it always seems to be. Like we we did uh we've done some really wretched movies on this show so far and like all of them still got like B minuses yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. I probably at the time, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you were if someone <laughs> asked you what you thought of that, you probably yeah. been like, "Oh, that was cool." Yeah, and then 20 years later, obviously some of it ages kind of terribly. Yeah. At least it's like, not like problematic. There yeah. wasn't really anything like uh, no. like cuz we watched some movies clean. that were yeah. Yeah. I mean you had your ejaculation part, but <laughs> I mean I don't even know that's problematic. I guess it's that's just kind like of a funny it's just a little for, a little yeah. blue for the, this kind it, of movie. Yeah. And of course the questionable ending that's okay that's the thing that i guess is the problematic yeah part. fucking weird ending yeah um oh, hi i'm a teen that sounds like french stewart <laughs> <laughs> weird it is pretty that wild is weird, yeah yeah uh Again, that was definitely not even something that i understood at all when I yeah i mean little. if you see that as a kid you're just like oh it's funny that he sounds like yeah, the other yeah, guy or exactly. whatever yeah. and that's all you're really supposed to that's <laughs> that's as much thought as you're supposed to put yeah, into that sure. not not what i think yeah yeah not that he could uh you know never mind i'm not gonna go <laughs> <laughs> not that a, a child is into him is basically what i'm saying well she was yeah strange you're not i mean but you probably weren't intended to think I, that yeah as a kid. I, I guess i just don't know why they eh, well it's not important we don't have to talk yeah. more about that why <laughs> why even have her be into him yeah instead of just going for a ride with her brother or something yeah or don't even have french stewart in the movie sorry <laughs> french stewart <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah uh yeah well that i think that's pretty much everything we we normally go over on these episodes yeah 
did the cinema score game did the rotten tomatoes game we gave it a grade we could do the box of this but we could also save that for the last movie of this weekend yeah i don't know uh, uh well could you at least tell us what the the budget was for clock stoppers uh it was pretty high i believe let me let me find it one second Yeah, the budget uh, was estimated at $26 million. Pretty high for 2002 for a kid's movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It uh, it did make its money back, but not by a lot. Uh, Grossed like 36 or 37 million dollars in the Mm -hmm. States. (laughs) Which is funny because it only made about 38 worldwide which ah. means nowhere on planet earth mm-hmm. did anyone else care about yeah. box <laughs> oh, numbers, basically yeah made like like less, less than, than a million, right? less than yeah. two million dollars oh, okay huh well that's clock stoppers it's clock stoppers. Yeah. A Jonathan Frakes film we should have gone into hyper time to record this episode <laughs> and then it'd be like two hours ago that's done. true yeah uh, yeah i was hesitant when we were talking about what we do in hyper time i didn't want to pick stuff that would take too long because i don't want to age uh, <laughs> like too. 10 years if i do something that yeah, takes like an hour stuck in there. Yeah. yeah well but you gotta imagine this is a world where they've fixed that issue oh, okay because now that his dad is on on know, the case on the case or yeah. whatever he can fix the issue so I don't think that would be a long-standing thing. So oh, okay. think about it like in idealistic terms. Got it. Well, then I'd do well, a ton of stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, think about it, and we can talk about it in the next... Uh, Clockstoppers Redux. Part, part two. Yeah. And revisit <laughs> Clockstoppers. We're just going to... We're just after we finish this podcast, we're just gonna be like, all right, now we're gonna revisit all of these movies again. And we're just gonna <laughs> do it all over again in order again. You wow, do that, but to the like listening to yourselves talk about it. So yeah. like a podcast where we review our podcast. Podcast, yeah. I that is too much listening to my own voice, <laughs> and I don't think I'll be doing that. Thank you very much. Yeah uh yeah well lone thank you so much for yes. for joining us for this thank and for, for waiting a y- over a year to do this <laughs> i thought it was still fun revisiting it but yeah yeah definitely different from what i had remembered as a child right <laughs> uh do you have anything you'd like to plug yeah we do plugs on the show so plugs. i think i'm sure have you've got some plug yeah i s- I think I've already told you guys. I don't remember if I did or not, but I was doing a comic series with a friend of mine, and it's about time traveling. <laughs> nice, nice. And it's called Clockwork Boy. So we only have an Instagram at the moment, and it's under Clockwork Funnies. So if you like time traveling stories, you can check that out. Very nice. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's very relevant. It is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got two different watches, so. Very nice. Cool. Uh, Dan, do you have anything to plug or? No. This podcast. <laughs> this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. 
That's it. Someone send me money, please. Yeah. Advertisers. Anyone? Oh, advertisers. Anyone. Uh, you were I looking mean, at people, me. I was like, people, do I owe you something? No, people can send me money <laughs> if they want to. I can just start listing my Venmo when, I, when you ask for plugs. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I got pet bills and shit to pay, man. Yeah. Well, maybe soon we'll start a Patreon. Yeah, I don't know who would sign up for that. But all right. I think plenty of people would. Maybe. Yeah. Well, like my mom. Yeah. I mean, if we stop doing maybe this, people dad. would be like, wait, how are we going to know? My, my dad constantly asks me, he's like, you still doing that podcast with Andrew? <laughs> Not like, <laughs> how's it going? Or like, what movie have you guys done? And he's always just yeah. like, hey, are you still doing that? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> 36 dad i can do whatever I want. <laughs> he'll never hear this who cares yeah, you never know maybe he listens every week every week we don't put these out every week <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah well the next episode we're going to be talking about uh the dark comedy death to smoochie right yep yeah edward norton danny mm-hmm. devito robin williams robin williams yeah uh yeah so that's gonna be the next episode mm-hmm. yeah that's right well listeners thank you so much for for listening and uh you don't have anything to add dan we can say we can sign off and you can say what, what can i say <laughs> your famous uh goodbye adios adios uh yeah thanks so much for listening and bye bye loan do you have a sign off Uh, what's the tallest man you've ever seen (laughs) have you read any good books lately like i'm trying to think of some of those other beyond have you ever skipped in the devil's moonlight i don't know skipped in the devil's moonlight (laughs) (laughs) well all right, I think that's a sign that we're a little tired. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> bye bye.